Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good afternoon and good evening wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. If you hear something that you love, please tweet at us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Alrighty then, let's get to it. Let's get to 2015 and starting the new year off right with motivation, with intention, and all the sparks and fireworks that we can imagine. My first guest today is Chris Spark Guy Downey. He is the founder and CEO of Spark People. He's also the author of the New York Times bestselling book, the spark. He is an entrepreneurial success who now gives back by sparking millions of people to reach their goals. Chris was the shyest kid in his class during school, and he set out to find ways of conquering his anxiety. He's integrated the best of health and fitness with the best of goal setting, leadership, and motivation to build his own personal improvement program. And he is here to share some of his pearls of wisdom. Good morning, Chris, and welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for that intro, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I You have such an interesting background, which I want to say started out in, in, in a very different way because you were in the online auction business before, before you got into the motivation and well-being world. Yeah, that's true. Um, as a result of using this program that I put together to conquer anxiety, it gave me so much passion and energy that my friend and I eventually left our jobs in corporate America 
and he had a vision to do a stock market for products. This was way back in the early days of the internet in 1996. So we built this website and called it upforsale.com, not even knowing about eBay. And then later on, we discovered eBay and we switched to the auction model. And within a year, we grew into their largest competitor. It was really crazy. And later you sold to eBay. We did. Just before their IPO, we, we uh, became eBay's first acquisition. So it was really fun getting to go through that experience at such a crazy time in history to have Piero Midiar and Meg Whitman calling us up and meeting with us. <laughs> we were just five guys working in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing, actually. But what's interesting about your story is firstly that, you know, that we really can achieve our dreams, that this is a doable thing, to have an idea, bring a, an idea to fruition, make it marketable. And not everybody's going to sell their products to companies like eBay, but we can certainly optimize our skills and create success. Any one of us, this is within reach, within grasp. Yeah, that is 100% correct. And that's what I try to tell anybody I talk to is that no matter what your goals are, really, if you put together a, a program to reach those goals, you really can. And what I found and what so many people on, our, on sparkpeople.com have found is that it, by doing this, you eventually reach some of these goals that you may have never thought were even possible for you. I think that that's really a very, very true point. I remember when I first became aware of Spark People, which probably was in the beginning. Somehow I stumbled upon you, and I've been on your list ever since. And you've grown from a startup site to now approximately having 10 million visitors each month. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think back that you're right. We started with just a few people visiting the site and we were answering all the questions and then suddenly members would be answering answering each other's questions and now to to think that we've grown to more than 10 million unique visitors per month is just crazy. It is crazy, but I want to go back to the eBay experience because something magical happened during that early eBay um uh buyout. What was that? That also changed your life. Yeah, that was a great story. So uh, there was a woman at eBay, and her job was to connect with eBay's top sellers and the company. So one thing she did is she did a survey of all of their top sellers who were their most important customers and asked what other auction sites those users uh, used. And almost all of them used uh, my site, my friend's site, upforsale.com. So she was one of the first to bring our site to the attention of eBay management. And then later on, one, after the acquisition, I was invited to be part of an IPO party. And it turned out that this party happened on my birthday and on her birthday, our birthdays are on the same day, and they they made us get up and do a slow dance in front of the whole company as the birthday couple. So that's how we met, and now we're married. <laughs> with kids. Yes, with two boys, age 11 and 8. So they're, they're at a, a fun stage. <laughs> they are. They are. And, you know, one of the things that makes Spark People so great is you hit all the areas that the average person is interested in, diet, fitness, and health. And you also have apps that people can, can acquire. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Sure. So sparkpeople.com is completely free. And on the site, we really try to integrate three different types of features. And this goes for both the website and the apps, which are also completely free. Number one is tracking tools like nutrition tracker, fitness tracker. So you really can see exactly what you're eating, what you're, what exercise you're doing, and really get some good data out of that and use that to help, help build healthy habits. Then the second point is content from our, our experts. So we have health and fitness experts, motivation experts who are producing new articles and videos all the time, including things like exercise videos that are completely free. And then third, this is just really fun and something that leads to a lot of magic on our site is our supportive community. So a lot of our members have spark friends on the site and they say that these people end up being as close as sisters and they just really help each other reach uh, a lot of goals together. So it's also about connection. You know, while you're providing a free service where people can get information, um, learn to create, track, and achieve their goals, they're also achieving something else that's really important, this aspect of connection and community. Yeah, it really is. And there's this is one of those things that's fun, but there's also a lot of data around it that if you do have support within your social network to reach goals or conversely to get off track from reaching goals, that can make a big difference. So we really like to focus on this connection between people with similar interests, uh, maybe similar amount of weight to lose or similar number of kids. And it's fun to see what happens when they come together and do connect. Now, one of the things that most of us uh, pledge to do more of in the new year, it usually starts out this way, is to get more exercise. And you have taken your New York Times bestseller and condensed it, is that correct, into a mini free mini book? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's not exactly just condensing it. So it's it's small. It takes about 30 minutes to read, and then it adds some new material as well and tries to bring out a lot of the highlights of the best of, of what helped me and thousands of our members to reach their goals. And, and yes, it's that is as completely free as well. <laughs> Which is awesome. Free, 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 free is better. We like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, you know, to give the, to give a gift. And so this is one gift that you can give yourself in the new year is to go to sparkpeople.com, download the free, uh, fitness, uh, mini ebook and enjoy, enjoy and, and put it into action. Let's talk about the secret of resolutions, albeit New Year's or any other time of year. How do we do them right? Sure. So first I'll start off with how people typically do them wrong. Like here it's New Year's Day, the first or second of the year, and everybody says, oh, okay. Everybody's really excited and says, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. And then they go about the rest of their day. And, and most people don't make a plan to break that down into small action steps. So I, I realize in conquering anxiety and then I um, somewhat accidentally motivated a coworker to lose 50 pounds, and she told me I changed her life. I realized the key is to really figure out what your biggest goals are in life, and second, and really importantly, is why you want to reach those goals. So it's not just about the weight loss, it's why you want to lose the weight in the first place. But then from there, you've got some of these big picture things you can work on, and then you can start break, breaking it down into very small action steps that you can do consistently every day. So 
one thing I did once I had these big picture goals was almost as an experiment, I said, okay, I'm going to set a goal to do at least 10 minutes of fitness every day and do it as a streak. See how many days in a row I can do that since it wasn't overtraining to do at least 10 minutes. And we are going to talk about those streaks because I like how you say that, the 10 minutes a day and get it going in a streak. So consistency is key in realizing goals, resolutions, any, any um, intention that we want to create, basically. Exactly, yeah. The consistency is such a key, but when you think about it, it sounds kind of boring to just be consistent at stuff. So we wanna, I wanted to make it exciting for myself and, and for our members and to create a streak out of this. So each day you do something and you see the numbers adding up, it's a, it does a few different things. Number one, it's like a reward. It's almost like getting your own trophy every time the, the, your, your streak increases. And then second, it's almost like having your own coach who keeps you accountable to stay on track to reach your goals because there are so many things in life happening that it's easily, easy to get distracted. And we can um, track our streaks and track all of these goals on these apps that you also have available for free. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And to find those apps, you can go to the iTunes store, and where else can they be found? Yeah, so you can find them on sparkpeople.com. Uh, we have a section that lists all of our uh, free apps, or like you said, on um, Google's Play Store or on iTunes. We are going to go to a break, and when we return, we're going to carry on the conversation with Chris Spark Guy Downey to give us tips as to how to launch into 2015 successfully and joyfully as well as highly motivated. To learn more, please visit sparkpeople.com. And on Twitter, the handle is sparkpeople. And on Facebook, where Chris loves, loves, loves to engage, it is sparkpeople. Here come those tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Well, 
Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I urge you to download this podcast and share it. Play it and pay it forward. Why? Because we're talking with Chris Spark Guy Downey about motivation to start the new year right. And Chris, prior to the break, we were talking about getting exercise in streaks or trying to establish new habits by adapting even small, incremental, successful streaks of them on a daily basis. Yes, streaks are just such a great way to to reach these small goals one at a time and keep you on track in a fun and motivational way because you do see those days adding up every every day. And as a result, uh, you know, I did a 700-day streak one time, but my, our members have far surpa- surpassed me. I've talked to some members who have had like 1,200-day streaks. It's, it's kind of mind-boggling. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's really not that hard. So it, sometimes I'll ask people, well, how many days in a row have you brushed your teeth? And most people have done that a lot, of, a lot of days in a row. So that's the key with a streak is to make it simple enough that you really can do it every day without needing to go outside of your your, uh, normal daily lifestyle very much. So we're really talking about practice making permanent, that the more we practice a habit that we want to adapt, the more easily we rewire our brains and our bodies to accept it as the new normal, as the new standard operating procedure. Yes, that's a great way to put it. And fitness is such a good test for this because a lot of times people don't like doing fitness when they start. And then by doing this 10 minutes or more program, eventually they can't, they realize how much fun it can be. And they say, well, I've never had this much fun losing weight or exercising in my life. So that's one of the keys is once you, just like you say, Lisa, once you get to that mental state, when something is fun and it's not a chore, then it's a completely different situation than when somebody says something like, oh, I need to get to the gym. (laughs) And let's talk about the words favorite and exercise together because for many people, they would never put those two words together. And for people like myself and you who enjoy exercise, how do you coach people to get going? It it is that that's where the small steps comes into play. It's it's helping people understand that they don't need to go to the gym for an hour to make it count as a workout. Um, I love going to the gym. I think it's a great thing, but I often don't recommend that people start off their program that way because a lot of times they'll, they'll overtrain, they'll get hurt, they'll stop, and they'll just completely give up. So starting small is great with fitness. And then second, is really understanding how it fits with other areas of life. So I'll give you an example. I noticed when I started my first exercise streak that suddenly vegetables and water tasted better for me because my body was craving more water. So suddenly, in addition to the fitness benefits, you're also improving your your diet as well without any effort. So a lot of people tell me like, oh, I don't really like to eat vegetables. But now suddenly your body might be craving vegetables, craving water, and not craving things like sugary soda. So 
even these small steps in fitness can then have a cascade into other areas of life. And then it connects with stress management as well. So it's a great way to start making these big changes in your life in a small way. And I would imagine for somebody that doesn't like to exercise formally that you can take conventional um, household tasks. I mean, I know I've done this myself. I live in, in a, uh, a house with a lot of stairs and I can make it work for me. Like I can decide, okay, I'm going to play with this. I'm going to sprint up the stairs carrying the basket of laundry and turn the household um, chores into some, something that's kind of pleasurable and different. Exactly. You you can really turn just about anything into fitness and then you know, you're getting a double win as well. In addition to getting your cleaning done like you mentioned, you're also getting it done faster. <laughs> so, yeah, getting it yeah, absolutely. Faster and with a little bit different attitude and, and it has to get done anyway. Right. <laughs> Someone's gotta do it. And then another one is just getting outside in the morning to get sunshine and taking a walk or, or something like that. So there are all these really small, easy ways that you can fit it into your life. And here's another one that is really lovely is the after-dinner stroll. And people often forget about that, you know, just to maybe take a few minutes, go outside after you've eaten your evening meal with the kids, with the dogs, and just Go walk for 10 minutes in your neighborhood or walk your property if you live in a rural area. It's good for you and it helps. It will help you sleep better. Exactly. And there's, like you say, there's something magical about getting outside and being part of nature. So once again, you're not just getting exercise. You're also, as you said, spending time with your family. You're getting back to nature. So it's, it's just really a, a way to create a better lifestyle for yourself rather than being cooped up indoors all day and, and not, and not being, being sedentary. Let's talk about some success stories that come to mind. Like what are some some of the, the readers of, of your website, some of the visitors, what are some of the amazing reports that you've heard? Sure. So uh, almost every day I'm interacting with members on the site. I've made more than 10,000 message board posts, and that's one of the things that keeps me motivated. I share it with our team. And just a, one from a couple weeks ago is a woman who's named Abigail who shared her story about what she's been doing, and then she finished it by saying, thanks, Spark People, for giving me my life back. So those types of stories just really motivate you to keep going. And a couple that really stand out to me that I remember off the top of my head, um, number one, we had a, a doctor from Florida. Her name was Dr. Birdie. She ended up losing 100 pounds on our site, and she was spreading the word to hundreds of people at her hospital in Florida. And she ended up getting so much attention that she she got to share her story on Good Morning America, on Oprah. So it's, it was really neat. And we even hired her as a consultant to, to be part of our medical team. So it was, that was just a really fun story to see this authentic success story. From a doctor, no less. Exactly. <laughs> And this makes a very interesting point that, you know, just because somebody is a medical doctor doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting the best um, uh, medicine to maintain or create and maintain fitness in your life. And we all need support. We all, it takes the village actually to be, to be our best, I think. That's true because she had a – obviously being a doctor, she had a very busy life. Plus, she was a mom of five kids. So she had a very full life. And by taking these small steps that we recommend on sparkpeople.com, then she was able to integrate all of this into her life and, and get great results. Let's talk about your kids. 
because you've got two boys, as you mentioned, and that they are using the Spark program themselves, are they not? Or they are. are. They... Yeah. So both of my kids um, grew up, have were born with a little bit of the anxiety that runs in my family. So. I thought from an early age, I said, okay, I'm going to try to be a good role model, see what I can do to help them um, overcome this anxiety a lot sooner than I did. So it's been really amazing to see what has happened as they've followed this consistent health and fitness program themselves. So they they can earn an allowance, and part of their allowance is based on doing some exercise themselves, and we do a lot of fun things together. Like I mentioned, mini trampoline. A lot of times I'll go outside, and my boys will come out with me before school. You know, so it's a great way for them to get ready for school is they're either bouncing on the trampoline or they ride their bike around for even a few minutes. So then they get rid of a little bit of extra energy and, uh, before they go to school. And then they do the same thing when they come home as well. So it's also breaking up the exercise into manageable increments so nobody's feeling like they are stuck doing these activities for long periods of time. Um, and boys don't notoriously have the best attention span when they're that, <laughs> that age. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about your chickens? I know that you've got some chickens over there at your place. Yes. So I have to give my wife credit for this. Um, we have some food allergies in the family. So my wife has been doing a lot of healthy cooking. So the first step she took was to start growing an organic garden in our backyard and she had always had this um, this small goal in her head to eventually have chickens so that that we could have fresh eggs and she thought it'd be a good experience for the boys so one day I, I got home from a meeting and there were, I hear these little chirps and I look and there were these cute the cutest little chickens um, who were only about a week old and we've now had them for about six or seven months I think and it's been really a fascinating experience. Now five of our six hens are laying eggs, and we're enjoying the fresh fresh eggs from this. Wow, that that's really neat. And what's interesting about the chickens is you don't need much space to raise them, do you? Yeah, not too much. We were fortunate that we had an old um, horse barn on the property, and we converted that into a chicken coop. And I, I always have to tell people that one of the most surprising things to me about raising chickens is that when chickens get ready to go to bed at night, they get sleepy right when it gets dark and they walk into their coop and they go to their perch area and they get very docile and friendly. <laughs> so you walk in to close up the coop area and they have these little chats with you like they're telling you about their day in a nice friendly way. It's just the funniest and entertaining thing that you would have ever seen from a chicken. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, mean, I do know how amazing you know fresh eggs are, and we are fortunate enough to be uh, not far from where our eggs are are laid, actually, and we get really, really amazingly farm fresh eggs. But I didn't know about their social behaviors. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I, 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 I want to thank you for sharing um, your time with us and your tips. Uh, to learn more about Spark People, please visit the website, sparkpeople.com. And on Twitter, the handle is Spark People. And on Facebook, a very favorite place of Chris's, it's also Spark People. And to download apps, to get the free ebook that uh, will challenge you to 10 minutes of fitness a day, you can also find that on the website. Um, are you offering kids programs on the website at this point? 
We don't have specific individual kids programs yet. Our biggest thing is we work with a lot of moms on the site, and then when the moms get healthy, they then help their kids as well. We do have a teens program at sparkteens.com, but not a specific kids program yet. Well, this is amazing. The, I mean, you, uh, out of your passion came a movement, and this movement is serving hundreds of millions of people, really. And it's, it's what a gift. So thank you. Thank you, Chris Downey, for all the work that you do, for the, the blessings that you've given people to start their New Year's off in, in such a right and positive way. And we hope you'll come back and, and visit us again. Sure. Thanks a lot, Lisa. It's been fun chatting with you. And for everyone out there, just whatever your goals are, just believe it really is possible one small step at a time. Exactly. And that's what it takes is several small steps to create giant leaps. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress-Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about ways to jumpstart your motivation in the new year to create change, to create new habits, and to create just a cooler, calmer, happier experience of life and with life. And in the house, we have sociologist and happiness expert, Dr. Christine Carter. She is with the UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center. She's the author of several books and articles, including her latest, The Sweet Spot, How to Find Your Groove at Work and Home. Good morning, Dr. Carter. Good morning. Happy to have you back with us. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. Let's talk about your new book, because I think this is really exciting about giving people tools to find their sweet spot, to find their groove and, you know, ease into a more gentler and more productive life. Yes, absolutely. So tell us. Tell us about The Sweet Spot. What prompted you in your own life to write this book? Because you've got a very busy and active personal and professional life. Yes, I do. I have four children, 
and I work full time. And, um, and you know what prompted me to write the book was I, you know, I've been a happiness expert for more than a decade. I've also studied the sociology of of um, elite performance, productivity. So all of these things that uh, we care about, happiness and productivity and success and performance are, you know, I'm very, very familiar with all the research related to it, but um, I was not so good at walking the talk in the sense that, um, you know, I, I just had a heck of a year. Uh, this is about five years ago. I was uh, coming through a, an amicable but very difficult divorce and, um, you know, learning how to be a single mother and I actually was really quite happy in that I, my career had taken off again. I loved my work. I loved my children and the life that we had together. Um, but I was not healthy at all. I, I, in 18 months, I had nine courses of, inter, of um, antibiotics for a, um, a chronic strep throat and and one morning, one weekend morning, I found myself in the emergency room, and the doctors were looking at my charts, and they're like, you, you know, you have a terrible kidney infection. You you need you need to take care of yourself. You just have had these infections. And I thought, you know what? This is the last straw. You know, I don't want to give anything up. I don't want to give my hard won career up. I don't want to, everybody was saying, well, you're going to have to just cut back. Right? That was everybody's advice to me was, you're going to have to cut back. You're going to have to hire more help. You're going to have to um, give up all of these things you've worked so hard to, um, to have in your life. And so for me, that was the sort of moment that I realized I had the tools. I, you know, it wasn't lost on me that I was a happiness expert and that I knew a lot about elite performance and productivity. I just needed to road test those tools a little bit better and um, put them into put them to work for me, right? And uh, and I was able to do it. It was a really really fun project for me to go about doing. I was um, doing a lot of work for my last book at the same time and um, and just really putting all of this stuff into place. So it feels good when you're in a position like me to be able to walk the talk a little bit uh, better than I was. And, and that's, how, that's how the sweet spot was born. And, you know, it's important to say that, that your first book was Raising Happiness. And this was a fantastic book that t- teaches us really how to raise happier children, happier families. And it's, it's, it was a huge success and continues to be a huge success in, in the happiness world and really working with families. You contribute uh, quite frequently to The Oprah Winfrey Show, Dr. Oz, Today, Rachel Ray, um, ABC World News. So your work is really out there in in happiness and well-being and I love your willingness to come forward and say you know I had all of this success and yet I'm still human and get caught up in the traps that we all get caught up in. I experienced the same thing. All the knowledge, happiness expert, walk the talk in the realm of happiness but life at times becomes unmanageable. Yeah, it does. Well, I had everything that I had ever wanted except for my health. So that was, you know, a not-so-subtle clue that my body was giving me that I was still not in alignment. And, I, you know, I just think that there, we, our culture today 
sets us up to be out of alignment. Really, it does. You know, we, we, we are set up to be able to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and to, um, to not do that is hard. And at the same time, to have the expectation that I, you know, so here I am, I'm a parenting expert. I've written a parenting book. You know, I never really saw myself that way, but all of a sudden <laughs> that's how the whole world sees me, right, as a, a parenting person. So, um, so I, the expectations that I will be a highly involved mother and, and perfect at it as well, you know, um, sort of added to, to the pressure um, of all of that. Now, you know, fortunately... I, I, I was having, I was having a lot of success, right? There were a lot of things that um, were really going very well for me. And, and that is, is really, I think, a key. I would never have written this book if so much wasn't going so well for me at the same time. Because for me, you know, it's easy to give up things that aren't going very well, right? When people say, you're going to need to cut back to be healthier, um, if you don't love your job and, and you aren't thriving at work and you, and you don't love picking your kids up from school and having the kind of involvement you do, you don't mind cutting back. That's good advice, right? Yeah, let's cut out the things that aren't working and that you don't like very much. But when everything else is going so well, the advice to, to slow down and give stuff up, it doesn't work. It's not good advice. And here we are on a new year, and many people are making the pledge, whatever that pledge is, to do something differently in their lives, whether it is to release weight, whether it's to create a new career, whether it's to start a family, whether it's to become more financially solvent, whatever those resolutions and pledges are, um, there's a newness to it. And with that newness also comes stress. You know of the yeah. unknown. What are pain. some some of the sweet sweet spot equations that we can use? Well, I love the new year, and I love the sort of newness because with that newness is all this possibility, right? So um, to to really hang on to the what you love about the new year and the possibility of it, because it can be really stressful. Change is really hard for us. So one of, one of the key pieces of finding the sweet spot, and you know what, we should back up and say, to me the sweet spot is the overlap between, the, between everything you find really easy in your life, things that come with great ease, and the things that you're really strong at. So this is just like, you know, imagine a baseball player hitting, hitting the ball in the sweet spot. There's no resistance. There's no strain. A lot of people, you can still get a hit, but they're out of that realm of ease, right? So the bat breaks or their shoulder is thrown back, or it's really amazing to watch slow motion video of, 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 of athletes hitting in the sweet spot or not. So I want people to keep that in mind. What we're trying to do is grow our sweet spot, and that means growing the areas where we're really strong, growing our personal power, growing our strength, but also growing what we find easy, right, and staying in that overlap. So the great thing about the new year, I think the the, um, greatest potential for growing the sweet spot in the new year is around our resolutions because most of our resolutions are actually habits that we'd like to get into. So, And if your resolution isn't a habit, I recommend that you sort of think about 
what habit you'd like to get into in the new year. And the reason that I'm really into habits is because they are our, the realm of our greatest ease. Once something is a habit, it's locked down forever, basically. You write code for your brain that, that will never actually go away. You can, um, you can create new habits that will sort of displace old habits, but the brain wiring is always there for a habit. So, um, so this is actually really good news. People hear that and they're like, oh, no, I have all these bad habits. But actually, it's good news. If you know how to do it, you can kind of write that code for the part of your brain, unconscious part of your brain, which will get you to do an activity without any effort at all. So I think you can see that this is, this is great potential for ease here. And if you choose habits that are going to um, increase your strength, then, um, then you're going to be growing your sweet spot. And to grow the, the sweet spot with this practice of these new habits that we want to adapt, how long does it take before the habit becomes, you know, just a ritual that we don't have to think about? Well, you know, it's totally a myth that, um, that habits only take 21 days in order to... Um, to form. It totally depends on how hard the habit is and whether or not you have any sort of neuro, neural connections that exist from before. So you may have tried every single year to get into the habit of exercising, and so you've actually done some of the work um, that those neural connections have already started to be made. Um, and so it might not even take as long this year. But typically, you know, when you look at the range of habits that researchers have tested. So these are like really simple things like drinking a glass of water every morning um, to much more complex things like learning to exercise. The, the average is about 66 days. So, but I don't want people to get discouraged. I, I do think that it is important to really understand the brain science behind habit formation because it makes it a lot easier. Once you understand how to do this, how to create a habit, then, um, then your odds of actually being able to keep a resolution are going to shoot way up, right? There, there are lots of brain booby traps. So even though it takes much longer than we normally think of, you think if I can just hack this out for three weeks, it'll be, I'll be good to go. That's not necessarily true. But what you should know is that even the second day of repeating a behavior starts to build automaticity. It starts to become a little bit more automatic. And that in my experience with people I'm coaching, that even after about a week, it, things start to get a lot easier. I would agree. I do agree that it can be a matter of days before you start to see a little bit of a shift in uh, adapting a new habit. We're going to need to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Christine Carter about how to create a happy, more balanced new year. We're talking about her new book, The Sweet Spot. To learn more, visit drchristinecarter.com. On Facebook, she's at Dr. Christine Carter. And on Twitter, she's at Raising Happiness with one S. Here come those tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. 
Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I urge you to download this podcast and share it because sharing is caring. And we are talking about motivation for the new year with Dr. Christine Carter. She is an amazing person. She's a sociologist. She's a happiness expert at UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center. She's the author of Raising Happiness, and her new book, Just Out, is called The Sweet Spot, How to Find Your Groove at Work and Home. And before the break, we began to talk about our New Year's resolutions or pledges or things that we would like to do in the new year, however you refer to the terminology of a new project. And Dr. Carter, let's talk about using the sweet spot equation for making these resolutions happen. Okay. Well, you know, there's a there are two chapters in the book dedicated to helping you understand the brain science around uh keeping a resolution. There are lots of tips and tricks and things that we need to understand about our brain um, to do it. And I'll give you a couple of things. But the other thing I just want to say is that um, I have a free online class called Cracking the Habit Code that goes with the book. And um, so you could go to christinecarter.com and I'll send you one email every day guiding you through with a worksheet, guiding you through everything you need to know about your brain and how to write that code so that this year you keep your resolution. So, you know, we're about a week into your resolutions. This is a a really important time to really engage in it because you can kind of, you can do anything for about a week, right? You get through the sheer (laughs) force of your will. Um, And then uh, things for most people, the majority of people, things start to fall apart in the next week or two. So um, keep yourself from falling apart by <laughs> engaging. Get those emails every day and the, do those worksheets because um, this really can be the year that you keep those resolutions. 
So, you know, the first thing that I would just say about this, and maybe this is all we'll have time for me to, to say about keeping your resolutions, but it's, it's really important when you're building some, an automatic habit. You want something to happen on autopilot. You don't want to have to use your willpower every day to force yourself to do it. Odds are you've been using focus, willpower, self-discipline in order to, to get it done, to eat kale at lunch or whatever your resolution is this year, right? <laughs> so um, what the whole goal is to grow your sweet spot with this, and that takes ease. Anything that takes self-discipline and focus is probably not super easy for you. And if it does, if it is, it's making other things hard because our willpower is like a muscle in that it fatigues. For most people, by mid-afternoon, right? But but if you have a job in which you're making a lot of decisions, judges, their willpower starts to fatigue at noon, right? So we human beings are not computers. We can't run multiple apps at the same time. We can't stay at the same energy level all day. We need to continually sort of reset ourselves. And sleep is the way, you know, the main way that we do that. And our, our willpower will reset overnight, but we need to know that it's like gas in the tank of our car and that it, it will run out. So the end, keep the end division that, um, that this is a habit that you're going to get into and it's not going to take any willpower to do, um, but then set it up like a habit instead of a goal, right? So... Um, the, the really one of the most important things that we can do is treat this as something we're going to do every single day without thinking and so set ourselves up for the different components of a habit. There's always a trigger, for example, something that happens right before the behavior that you're trying to make habitual. There's always some sort of reward involved in it, and usually it's just inherent. You know, it's just a, an intrinsic part of the activity. So um, my favorite intrinsic uh, reward, and this will be the last thing I say about all this, but it, it works really well. I got from BJ Fogg at Stanford, and it's the Yay Me Award. So just as you're finishing up the behavior that you're trying to make a habit, if you do a little victory dance in your head, if you just say, Yay Me, right? So I have a, a really close friend right now that is getting in the habit of um, exercising every morning, and it, just as she's finishing, every single morning she sends me a text, Yay Me, <laughs> because <laughs> she's internalizing this and, it, and she's very extroverted. So it works really well for her. So I think that's, that's a, I think that's, that's adorable. And it, and it does work because it is about that attitude adjustment, you know, that is hospitable to success or, you know, when, when we are in the pity mode, you know, when we go into the opposite mode, the woe is me mode and we stew in that, that's, that's the outcome. That's where we find ourselves. So that yay me really is a celebration and concretizes that what we're doing is good for us and shifting our brains. I like that. Yay me. Yeah, yay you. absolutely. And it, I mean, it really is telling your brain that this is a behavior that's worth repeating, right? There, there are lots of rewarding behaviors that we do that aren't worth repeating, but our brain doesn't know that. You know, we eat the decadent cupcake and our brain is like, yes, we are going to repeat this, right? That sugar high feels good. There is a reward baked into it. So, you know, you got to somehow bake a similar reward into the kale salad or the exercise or the meditation or, or whatever it is. And the, and the thing is, it's, when we talk about rewards, it's not about buying yourself a 
pair of cute shoes in three weeks because that is not telling your brain. It's not connected enough to the behavior. What you want to do is tell your brain, this is an important activity I'd like to repeat, please. Right? So it has to be really connected to that behavior. Well, you know, this makes me think about our brains. You know, the human brains are really exquisite on the one hand. And on the other hand, they're a little bit dumb. And I, and, and I say that facetiously, but there's a little bit of truth and I'm smirking as yeah. I'm saying this because our minds are so easily trickable. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, this is the beauty of modern science, right? I mean, which I should say sort of lines up with ancient wisdom too, right? A lot of this is the science of the blazingly obvious, but modern science is really helping us understand what brain mechanisms are at work. So our brains were, it's not that they're dumb, it's that they've been created over eons, right? And and they evolved, we human beings evolved in a very different social structure and culture and environment um, than we're in right now. And so, so what it takes to succeed, what it takes to grow your sweet spot in, you know, today in 2015 is very different than when we were hunter-gatherers, for example. So we thank God for brain science, right? Thank, you know, thank goodness we have all this new understanding. And, and every, every day we understand a little bit more about how our brains evolved and how it works and what they need. And, um, and really, you know, I'm, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to say one of the things our brains most need um, well, there's, there's really two things that our brains really need now in this uh, environment, and that is the first thing is that they need a break, right? They don't mm. work um, 24-7. It's an, we treat our brain, we want them to be computers, and they just aren't. They're never going to be. We should just accept that now. And what we know about how our brains work well, how to sustain high performance, how to sustain happiness is to really give ourselves a break from overwork. So we can, when we, well, I call it taking recess, right? That the school um, model, the old, old style school model back when kids got lots of recesses and art and music and all that kind of stuff, um, that actually works really well for the brain. You can learn in about 40-minute periods, and sometimes some adults can go an hour or maybe, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, but really it's 45 minutes. And then you need to change it up a little bit. Your brain has lots of different brain waves, right? So we know when we sleep, we have, there are five stages of sleep, and each stage correlates with a different type of energy that your, that your brain produces, a different type of brain wave. Same thing happens when we're awake. We just don't acknowledge it. We think, I'm just in work mode for eight straight hours. No, you have different stages of thought. Your brain works differently, and you need to sort of turn those things on and off. And, you know, give yourself, give yourself that break because that really is how, how we um, become more innovative and productive and creative and prolific. And that really is how we access our greatest intelligence. I couldn't agree with you more about the the joys and need for taking a break. You know, I can sit at my desk for hours and hours, and I find that I do hit the wall where I can keep going with the task, but I'm not 
as productive in putting out the content that needs to be put out. And yet when I take a step away and go for a hike or go run errands, it somehow accesses that creativity and I can come back to it later and just knock it out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were having a little bit of a problem with our website yesterday, and it was a Sunday. So it's not a day that I normally work, nor do I expect the people I work with to work with me. But when your website's down, everybody kind of wants to solve the problem. It makes everybody very nervous, right? But it's interesting, because it was a Sunday and not a normal work day, everybody sort of treated the whole thing differently. It was like, okay, I'm going to work on this for a little bit. And then I'm going to go take a shower, right, in the middle of right. like, in the middle of this project, and you know, and so my communications director, who has a lot of knowledge about all of these things, that's exactly what happened. She was like thinking about it, we're we're brainstorming what might what the problem might be. She's working on it. She's trying all these different things. She's calling people, and then she's like, I I got to take a shower. It's like 10 a.m. I need to I need to go take a shower. And and as soon as she was in the shower, right, it's a, such a cliche, but it just happened to me yesterday. And, there, and it, the reason that it keeps happening is because this is the way our brain works. So because it's a Sunday, she gives herself permission to take a break, obviously, right? Goes, takes a shower. The sec- she said the second the hot water hit her head, she realized what the problem was and was able to finish and then come out and we were able to solve it. So this is, this is a great thing for us to remember. We forget it so often. We have these social norms that once you make it into the office, you will focus your attention in a conscious and self-disciplined way on whatever problems and tasks there are in front of you. And actually, from a brain standpoint... The best way to say, solve those problems is to constantly take recess, right? So focus for 45 minutes or maybe an hour, but then go and take you know recess. What? Go do something uh, Dr. that's Dr. we're going to need to take a recess because we're out of time. So that just means oh, that you will okay. have to come back and join us again and share more about the sweet spot equations and the strategies contained within the book. But I want to give our listeners the information once again to learn more about Dr. Christine Carter and her awesome work. Please visit ChristineCarter.com. On Facebook, she's at Dr. Christine Carter. And on Twitter, it's Raising Happiness with One S. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my New Year guests, Chris the Spark Eye Downey and Dr. Christine Carter, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Go out and make it a great day. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available at iTunes. To learn more about Lisa's filmography, felicitation, and philanthropy, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Each week, Harvesting Happiness presents engaging trendsetters, exploring our world through science, art, medicine, media, music, 
philosophy, politics, and the human heart, whose perspectives on life are sure to inspire, provoke, and engage. Lisa's diverse guests are a proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Like Lisa says, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and following us on Twitter at hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Then join us again next week at this same time on the Toginet Radio Network.